I was struggling with whether Alicia and I were going to get married. Yeah. And I'm like, you know, this is just this gospel artist, like gorgeous. I'm just this guy from New York. <laughs> That's what I so thought. You know? <laughs> I'm driving through a McDonald's. And as I'm driving through this McDonald's and the thoughts are running through, like, God, is this, am I like really in my right mind? This, am I really going to marry this girl? Oh, my God. I'm, I'm starting to like get emotional and I'm crying. Mm. And I'm crying through a McDonald's drive <laughs> And I'm going, can I have a, a cheeseburger meal, please, with a Coke? And I'm like, oh, my, what is wrong with me? And it dawned on me. I'm like, I know what's going on. She's praying for me. So I marked the time hmm. and I get done with my day and I call her. Um, and before we even said hello or anything, <laughs> I'm like, hey, Alicia. Hey, honey. How are what were you doing at two o'clock? She's like, what? What were you doing at two o'clock? I miss you so much and I was praying for you. I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. I said, because I don't get this whole, oh, the Holy Spirit just yeah. overwhelmed me and I yeah. felt his presence. No, I'm sitting in a drive through crying, trying to figure out why am I getting so emotional? And I knew you were praying for me. That solidified this is of God. Yeah. That, that led to us. She said, hey, let's get married. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Is that when you proposed on the phone? No. So we. <laughs> oh, you don't have time for that story. That's a two-hour <laughs> podcast. I literally tricked myself into proposing. Valentine's Day, Alicia's recording. We go out to dinner Valentine's evening. And we're having such a great time that I just go, hey, would you be my Valentine next year? And she's like, well, of course. And I go, well, would you be my Valentine's every year? And she's like, is that a proposal? <laughs> and I went, uh, 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 do you want it to be a proposal? She's like, oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. She goes, I've been waiting way too long. If you're going to do it, you do it right. So I got down on my knees in the restaurant and I said, will you marry me? Oh, my gosh, that's so <laughs> But it was not planned. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! That and and now you've been together how long? Twenty-five years. Wow. Nine months and eleven days. That's so cool. Nice. December twenty-eighth of this year. Twenty-six years. Oh. Wow. You are one year ahead of us. Oh wow. Twenty-five years for us in December. Good night. Oh. It goes by fast. Yeah. Yeah. Especially awesome. when it's fun. Welcome to The Testament, a podcast that spotlights the amazing real-life stories of everyday people who've been transformed by their surrender to Jesus Christ. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of one of the many miraculous before and after accounts of lives forever changed by encountering the Savior. Hello, everybody. Welcome to The Testament. My name is Jeff Keck. And I'm Jess Kirchmeyer, and we're here today with Richard Garcia. Hi, Richard. Hey. How are you today? I am absolutely fantastic. Honored to be here. Good. Why don't you tell us about yourself? I am a New Yorker, born, bred, raised. Um, I think it's some of the things that a lot of people will know about me as yeah. soon as I start to talk the Southern accent just leaves or the, <laughs> the lack thereof, but born and raised in New York City in Manhattan. So mm. don't tell me you're from upstate New York, Poughkeepsie somewhere. That's not New York, <laughs> <laughs> New York City. Um, my parents are, um, well, my grandparents are all from Puerto Rico. Mm. 
My dad was born in Brooklyn. My mom was born in Puerto Rico, came over when she was a young girl, and they met, fell in love, and had five children. So I'm the youngest boy. <laughs> um, so um, from there, um, just a lot of God stories of how God brought the gospel to me, and I am in Texas today. How long have you been in Texas? We've been here a year, about a year and a half now. Okay. So Alicia came over in January. I came over um, April, April, March is when I finally um, got a full-time job. And then we, I totally moved. Yeah. So awesome. I've been in Texas long. You're an Alabama fan? Alabama fan. How did you know? I don't, maybe the hat on your head. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and everybody knows that you're an Alabama fan. September 10th though. Oh, a rough day for you. Fast forward to the 11th. Yeah. <laughs> the sun came out, all was well. <laughs> so what do you think about that, though? Seriously, do you think Texas has a chance of being a better team now? I or do you think Alabama is just bad this year? I really think Texas showed when they believe in themselves, mm. they can do good things. Yeah. Um, I am not going to take away how well they played. Um, yeah. On a matter of fact, on Facebook, I post props to Texas, they beat us soundly, mm. no excuse. Um, and I know the diehard fans will say, well, we didn't play our best games, tough, yeah. <laughs> tough, yeah. you're supposed to. I mean, that's the standard. And they came with their best game and I was not happy. <laughs> Even when we won, I was not happy. Yeah. I, was, I told you earlier, I normally, my routine, creature of habit, Come to church on Sunday, we worship, we go home, we have a great lunch. Alicia will go study and I'll go upstairs and rewatch the game from the day before. <laughs> no, scratch Not that. This Not this time. <laughs> Didn't need to be reminded. No. Uh, all right, Richard, this podcast is all about sharing our testimonies in Jesus. So mm -hmm. if you would give us an opportunity to just kind of know, you know, how you grew up a little bit and then how did you find Christ uh, into your life and, and accept him into your life? And then we'll talk more about what, what he's done for you in your life since. Amen. Absolutely phenomenal God story. So explained earlier. So we were born and raised in New York City. Um, my eldest brother was born. Mom had complications. So they told her she would have no more children. Mm -hmm. Four more about 10 years later start to pop out. So, uh, yeah. So I always tease I'm the youngest boy and I always tease that they were really trying to get to me. <laughs> I have one, I have an older sister, younger sister, and then two older brothers, yeah. um, born and raised in New York City. And so at the time we were actually raised Catholic. Oh. My, uh, my dad's father was a Pentecostal pastor and pastored a church in downtown New York, started a church in Candom, New Jersey, planted churches. But my father left the faith. He was a PK kid, and that's not uncommon. But when he and mom met, he didn't care anything about religion. He didn't go to church. He just didn't want to hear it. Mm. And so my mom was Catholic, and he said, I don't care. So we started going to Catholic church. Um, I always believed in God. Just I always inherently believed in God. Yeah. Um, but it was one day walking through a park, and these— and. Thank God for those who are who are brave enough to stand out in public and just proclaim the gospel. 
So these two couples, and they kind of look like Quakers or maybe um, Salvation Army, you know, how they dressed in their garbs, mm -hmm. and they were handing out free Bibles. So the lady's like, hey, would you want a free Bible? Well, if you know anything about a poor Puerto Rican, <laughs> operative word is free. free so if it's free, it's for me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm like, sure. She goes, well, I'll give it to you if you pray this prayer. And so I said, sure. And she had me recite the sinner's prayer, which mm. I did, got my Bible, had no idea why I did yeah. what I did, nothing <laughs> yeah. like that. It's interesting. But because I got a free Bible, I started reading it. Yeah. God's good. And as I read God's word, it, it, it did something. Mm. Fast forward, we move. I'm playing basketball. A friend is like, hey, do you want to go to church tomorrow? And I just thought, man, I've not been in church in years. And I'm thinking Catholic church. I didn't know any other church existed. Yeah. How old are you at this point? I was 11. Okay. So 11, 10 years old. So wake up in the morning, go to his house. We walk to this Pentecostal church. Had no idea what that was. I walk in and I'm looking around thinking this looks familiar. And it's a storefront church with a wooden cross in the front, one pulpit, one aisle in the middle, <laughs> and chairs on, on two sides. It's just a little storefront Pentecostal church. And as the service goes on and they were singing, they started to sing in, in, uh, in, well, in English, mm. at the cross, at the cross. And I'm thinking, I know that song. Mm. And I flashed back to my grandmother. When my grandfather passed away, she wanted to go to church. And being the youngest boy, I got singled out to take her, and it was <laughs> frustrating for me. So I would have to walk her to church and sit there while the church service was going on. I don't speak Spanish. I grew up just speaking English all the mm -hmm. time, so I, I know words and phrases, but I'm not fluent. But they would sing in la cruz, en la cruz, yo primero vi la luz, y la mancha de mi arma yo la ve. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light, mm. and the burdens of my heart rolled away. Mm. So I'm sitting at this church, and I'm hearing this song. For the first time in English, I understood the words. Huh. Mm. That's so cool. And so when I heard the gospel message that you could know Christ, man, I beelined it to the altar. Wow. And that's how I came to faith. That's awesome. Just not big things, but life changing. So you you you're you're eleven, right? I'm eleven. Okay. How how did your life change at eleven years old? I was not <clears throat> typical. I love God's word. Mm -hmm. I didn't like getting in trouble. I was not typical. We were in a gang-infested Lower East Side environment, gangs, drugs, prostitution. Um, but my, f I didn't always live the way I should, but I knew right and wrong. Uh, my dad was real strong. He was short, but he was strong. So they didn't mess with me. The gangs would say, hey, you want to be in the gang? <laughs> and I would say, well, if my dad said it's okay, it's okay with me. And they would look at my dad and go, okay, never mind and leave us alone. <laughs> um, but the biggest challenge was 
my oldest brother, who was not a believer at the time. So, and I don't even think I've ever told Alicia this story. So, you know, back then you're not saved, you would smoke pot. It's just mm-hmm. the thing that you would do. My oldest brother would take us out. And so one day I told him, I said, you know, I'm a Christian now. I'm about 12. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, you're a Christian now. Okay. So he went to the store, came back, and here I am with his friend smoking a joint. And he looked at me. He says, hey, I thought you said you were a Christian. I says, well, I am. He goes, then what are you doing smoking pot? I mean, but, you know, um, <laughs> you know, he offered and I felt bad. Like he goes, no, 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 no. If you stand for something, you stand. Mr. Hmm. Brother telling you that. Not and he was not a believer. Yeah. Huh. So when God uses people. I always say, if he can use a donkey, he can use me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah for sure. And so that made an impact on, I'm going to stand no matter who's not standing. So did you immediately upon accepting Christ have this desire to, to dig into the word and learn more and more and more at that point? I or really did. Later? No, I really did. It was, um, and I think of Back up a little bit. I think it comes from my grandmother and grandfather knowing that they were Pentecostal pastors, Mm. that they believe in the gifts of the Spirit. And whenever I was sick, this is before I got saved. So whenever I was sick, my grandmother would come over and she would go, oh, he's sick, he's sick. She would get it all and she would start anointing me and praying over me. Mm. And I would just be mortified in my, you know, so the four young ones would be there just pointing and laughing. You know how siblings are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I would just be mortified, like, you know, get it over with, get it over with. And she would not do that with any other kids. Hmm. None of the other siblings. It was just me. And she would always say in Spanish, God has something for you. And so fast forward, now I'm in this church. I hear the gospel. I understand the message. I've received it. I'm flashing back to God has something for you. Mm -hmm. And so I was hungry to find out, God, what do you have for me? So yeah, I was. I'm very studious of, of the word, and um, and you should see some of the conversations Alicia and I have. You better prove to me that that's <laughs> saying what you're telling me it's saying, because yeah. that's not what I'm reading. It says, yeah. <laughs> and I don't budge between uh, my brother telling me what he did and me just being hard headed. I'm like, no, you need to you need to really show me from his word because I've studied it. You need to show me. We need to go to the Greek. <laughs> we need to go to other passages and you need to convince me that that actually says what you're telling me because that's not what I see. And so, yeah, I was hungry um, for the word. How how was how was your parents' reactions with being a non-believer and a Catholic and, and all of that? How did they? Great question. So they really didn't care. They understood. They understood the church I went to was a Pentecostal church, and it didn't bother them. But my dad would just say, "But you keep it to yourself. Yeah. I don't want to hear it." My dad was real resistant um, to the Word of God, um, and that's another story. But he was really hurt by the church. Hmm. Um, and, you know, when you are a child of a pastor, it affects them. And we don't realize that. Yeah. Um, so didn't I have a problem with me going to church? In fact, what would straighten me out? Yeah, I'm a teenager. So please don't make it seem like I have a halo on. I don't. I've done stupid <laughs> stuff. Yeah. But that's not a, this podcast. It's about the good stuff. Um, 
the way he would get me to straighten up would be to say, I won't let you go to church on Friday. Straighten right up. Hmm. Hmm. You can take my toys, you can do whatever, but I can't go to church on Friday. Okay, I'm sorry. What do I need to do to make it up? Yeah. And, and, and my dad knew enough that that's what would get me. Okay, but going off script a little mm -hmm. bit, you're talking about, you know, seeing your dad and being a pastor's kid. Mm -hmm. And then where you guys are now, you and Alicia in this mm -hmm. position of being leaders in the church. Mm -hmm. How do you, how does that affect your parenting of your own children? Does that affect it? It does. So the first thing I do is I guard them. Um, I'm very open and honest with them about ministry, about Christ. And I let them know because Alicia and I serve God and we have a relationship that doesn't automatically transfer to you. You yeah. need to know the Lord for you. And so we've taught them how to study the Word of God. We taught them how to divide it. Um, and we are always open with them and like, y'all need to come and ask us questions. You need to tell us what's going on with you because the only prayers that God cannot answer are prayers that aren't prayed. Hmm. So I tell them, you need to come to us. How do we pray for you? Um, and so that has developed a real healthy relationship with our boys. And to this day, you know, they're in college now and they'll call and they'll, hey, dad, can you pray about this? Hey, mom, can you pray about that? Um, and we've got a great relationship. But that that did help me. Um, your question helped me realize now it helped me in my parenting. I never yeah. realized why. Yeah. Um, Emma Grace why I'm drawn to her. Mm. She's the pastor's daughter. Mm. And I love on her. And I tell her, like the pastor tells her all the time, you're special. Yeah. Little Lucy, I tell her all the time, Lucy, you're special. And she'll just go, okay, <laughs> <laughs> and take off. That's probably why. Because yeah. um, I understand my dad was wounded in the church, and he should not have been. That yeah. should be the safe place. Yeah. Yeah. Like a question. Okay, so let's talk more about your grandmother. Yeah. She sounds very fascinating. Oh my God. So I, I just her. expand on all that. Tell us about her and, and how her prayers and, and her influence in your life. So um, so we'll go back to so whenever I was sick, fever, toothache, it didn't matter. She was down with a bottle of oil, and she did not shy away from preaching the gospel to the family. And one of the things I feel bad about is thinking back— thinking that we would think she's just nuts because she had such a fervent love of God. Yeah. She trusted God. And so her, now I'm not comparing myself to Jesus, so don't, don't send letters <laughs> into Jeff that you need to talk to me and rebuke me. But when Anna, and I forget his name now, was told they wouldn't die until they saw Jesus. They held on mm -hmm. to that promise. Mm -hmm. And then that promise came to fruition. I believe my grandma had a promise that the word of God would not leave the Garcia generation. Mm -hmm. And so she sees her only son, my dad, not serving the Lord. She sees their three daughters not serving the Lord. And that would lead you to just be discouraged. She never was. And I don't know what it was. She just knew hmm. that's the one. And I believe it's her prayers that I'm here today. Hmm. Mom, 
Pray for your children. Mm. Don't go by what it looks like. Grandmas, pray for your children. Don't look at what it looks like. God answers prayer. That's awesome. So how old was she when she passed? She was 86 when she passed. And when was that? Oh, a long time ago. Mm. Um, I want to say that I was, well, probably 11 and a half, 12, because it all oh, happened. Wow. When I became a Christian, she was not doing well. But when I told her that I came to faith, she was so ecstatic. She bought mm -hmm. me a Bible with a cover. And she, she I mean, she. <laughs> Is that the only thing she was holding on for? Yes. <laughs> I really think so. She just rejoiced that. I guess her prayers were answered. Yeah. You know, she just rejoiced and she just kept saying, I knew like, like God's promise. I knew God mm -hmm. was faithful. Yeah. Um, I guess that Abraham moment where it took 25 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but there's the answer to God's promise. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah, we've yeah. talked about before how you can know God is faithful and you can know he's going to keep his word. But whenever it like is really, really real in front of you, it, it just... It, you get overwhelmed. Yeah, that's cool. There's just, there's no other word mm -hmm. um, other than the faithfulness. And, oh, so she just knew, she knew, she knew. And when it came to pass, yeah, I, I believe about a year later, she just, God called her home and she knew the Garcia name would have somebody who would preach the gospel. That's an awesome story. Mm -hmm. I like it. That's great. All right. So you work IT. Mm -hmm. What does IT mean? Do you know? It means information technology. Okay. Not many people know what that means, except that that's my computer guy. Yeah. Right. So I don't know what it means. To, I'm so, glad you weren't asking me. So do you have a degree in IT stuff? I actually have a bachelor's degree in electrical engineering. Uh, okay. My father-in-law has that. And when I was trying to find a job in the field, it was very difficult, but computers always came easy. So I actually got a job as a computer technician okay. for an ultrasound company. Yeah. Well, IT is much easier than electrical engineering. Yes. I mean, you just turn it off, turn it back on. That's all you have to do. <laughs> That's all you have to do. All right. So you work IT in the corporate world. Mm -hmm. um, on a daily basis, when you go to work, tell me, are you able to share your faith with your coworkers? And if not, because that's just not mm -hmm. what you can do in, the, in that particular business, how do you still show your faith mm -hmm. uh, beyond verbal, you know, telling the gospel? There is not... Thankfully, a corporate policy that says, hey, you can't share your faith. Mm. Um, but it's one of those things where um, you have to have wisdom. Yeah. You don't just want to go out there and say, hey, do you know Jesus Christ is a personal savior? Hey, do you know? You know, yeah. Yeah. So you have to be yeah. careful. But God throughout the years has helped me understand what it means to live my faith. Mm. I think the, the latter part of Oh, the last 15 years has really done a work in my life to where nobody cares what you say if you don't say it in love. Mm. And so I'm learning to, to say things in love, to be more kind, to smile, and to care about people. And when they see you're different, they always want to know why. So I get that asked a lot. Like, and this is the God's glory. So the number one compliment I get is, don't you ever have a bad day? <laughs> Saturday. Like, <laughs> like you come in here, you're smiling, you're bubbly, and you're cracking jokes. 
like, do you never have a bad day? And I'm like, well, yeah, but God is too good not to stay down, yeah. you know? And I'll make comments to where now, hey, Rich, you got a second? I need to talk to you about something. Hmm. And we can talk about the Lord. I had a couple of people actually come to me and say they were just baptized um, one, a month ago and one uh, six months ago. They came to me and, hey, I was just baptized, man. I just wow, I was thinking yeah. about you and I wish you could have been there. That's cool. So um, I've learned to be opened about my faith, but not shoving in people's faces. Right. But you got to live it. You got to live it um, because otherwise they don't care. Right. Hmm. Yeah. And you're right. It catches people off guard when you when you're living the gospel and there's something that is so counterculture of oh you're not taking revenge yeah. oh you're not doing, not doing like that. you totally need to do that that would you know that would get you up the ladder or whatever yeah, yeah. The, the, you need to tell them that you're the one that did all that work you yeah know? yeah, that <laughs> yeah. Was, and that's my problem well it the is, big yeah. thing is the language like yeah. they'll they'll use all those words mm -hmm. outside of my area and when they come into my area they they don't and they don't consciously, mm -hmm. and if it slips, they'll turn to me and they go, I am so yeah. sorry. Yeah. And they mean it like, I'm so sorry. I, 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 hopefully I didn't offend you. And I'm like, I, I, I've heard that word before. <laughs> <laughs> I grew up in New York. It's yeah. all good. <laughs> <laughs> Let me teach you something. Else. Yes. <laughs> I watched the Texas Alabama game. I've heard words. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, that's great. Okay. So you and your wife, Alicia, are mm -hmm. um, co-founders of In Worship. Mm -hmm. So tell us what that is and how people can get involved and, and hear more about that. So in worship came about with a couple of ladies that just absolutely loved Alicia. They loved her teaching. They loved her singing. They loved her energy. Um, I tell people and you guys have, have, have met her. You don't, you don't meet her, you experience her. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and so they, we were getting to a point where why are we going? Alicia was invited to a lot of conferences. Mm -hmm. So we were constantly traveling. And the thought came, why are we traveling out so much? Why can't we do something here in Mobile? Why can't we have people come to Mobile mm -hmm. and experience God's presence? So in a prayer meeting that ladies put together, like we know God is doing something. We know God is birthing something. We don't know what. So we had a prayer meeting because that's my background at Brooklyn Tabernacle. All we know is you pray. Mm -hmm. yeah. So we got together, we began to pray. And as God really moved on people's hearts, they looked at Alicia and said, we really feel like <laughs> God wants you to head up a woman's conference in Mobile. Mm -hmm. Like you take charge. So Alicia and I went home, we talked about it. What does that look like? And so her mantra is everything is done in worship. You know, you, you singing is not worship if God's not involved. Mm. Um, everything you do has to involve doing it for God's glory. And that's worship. And so her, her mantra, her motto became worship is a response to truth. And you can't know truth if you're not in the word of God. So that's why we're big Bible teachers. If you're not in the word of God, you can't know truth. And if you don't know truth, you can't worship. Mm -hmm. There's there's no shortcuts. So as we began to put that together, we started to brainstorm that, you know what? Um, yeah, we can do a woman's conference and you know we'll figure out what we're gonna call it. 
and then we can have a, a men's conference and a married couples conference. And then we started to say, well, we're going to name the women's conference, you know, women in worship. And we thought, oh, that's really good. And then we said in the men's conference, you know, we'll call it men in worship and the boys in worship and women and girls in worship. And we did students in worship. So everything we thought about was in worship. And then I just said, well, then why don't we just call the ministry in worship? Mm. And then everything else culminates out of being in worship. Yeah. And so prayer meeting and us just getting together and brainstorming, we God birthed in us in worship. So it's a Bible conference ministry. And what we do is we use events to draw people so that we can teach them how to study his word. Is it still held in Mobile? We hold it all over. So um, we hadn't done one in Mobile since we moved to Texas. We did one in Texas. That was phenomenal. Um, Lake Church was wonderful to host it last year. We're going to host it again this year. I don't have the date on me, yeah. but it will be in January. Cool. Um, so maybe on your next podcast, you'll have that answer. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll hold it here in January at, at Lake Church. Um, Alicia's going to speak, of course. We've got some phenomenal guests lined up, and we'll get you some more detail. But we, we've held it, man, Pennsylvania. Uh, Mobile. Uh, we were in Mississippi several times. So we've traveled with the mm -hmm. ministry. We went to New York and New Jersey and we did a conference there. Um, this is back right before the children. We were able to do a lot more. Mm -hmm. um, but now that we're in a local church, we just feel this is how we can engage with our church is that we can bring what God has gifted us to do to the church. Yeah. Is there a website for that? It is inworship.org. Or they can go to womeninworship.org. Cool. So yeah. you say there's a conference in January. Is that the women's? It's going to be the women's there, conference. Do you have men's conferences too? We or? have not had one in a while. Um, that's one of the things that we need to work on with men. Women are more apt to come to a Bible study conference. Men, not so much. Um, but one of the things that um, I'm trying to do is to get more involved in the men's ministry. Yeah. So a couple of, I was going to say, ago, if you'll just bring brisket, men will come. It doesn't matter what you're <laughs> doing it. there. Just bring brisket. Breakfast, lunch, dinner, yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Brisket is there. Food. But we are, we just did um, an introduction to how to study your Bible. And we had about a little over 20 men come and it was phenomenal. And we just learned how to study. Mm -hmm. Nothing else. This is how you study the word of God. This is how you keep yourself from error. Right. You know, the text speaks for itself and scripture will interpret scripture. Words have meaning mm. and taught them that context is king. Um, many, many errors occur when you have an idea and then you go searching the scripture mm -hmm. to find a word and then you take that passage totally out of context. Right. It may have nothing yeah. to do with your yeah. idea. Yeah. And so we we were teaching them how to do that. Um, and so we want to actually follow that up with 1 Corinthians this, this Thursday. Um, we're going to have a, a Bible study class. I think we already have 15, 20 guys signed up that said they want to come, but it'll be here at Lake Church. Cool. <laughs> Of course, by the time this episode airs, that will already been gone. Well, I, would, <laughs> I, would, I will let you know how class two went. <laughs> you want to have some fun? I do want to have some fun. All right. I want to have fun too. Okay. 
So we're going to play one called Riddle Me This. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. So I'm going to give you guys some riddles and you will have to try to determine whether or not you can figure out the riddle. But I'm going to be real easy to start with. All right. Wait, are we taking turns or you just... You could both try to guess them. Okay. But I mean, you can take turns as to who gets to guess first. Okay. But then you both get to try to figure them out too. But I'm going to start with a category called Easy Riddles. Okay. So are you going to use your buzzer at this time? If you want me to use a buzzer, <laughs> I can do that if you're wrong. Well, we're going to be hearing that one a lot. <laughs> I was just trying to get his fingers worn. Well, you know, later on, if I decide I don't want the buzzer, that's a lot of editing to go take all those out. Okay. So let's start with a really easy one. Okay. Here we go. Richard, you're the guest. You'll start first. Here we go. What has to be broken before you can use it? An egg? That's it. I Look at that. Good job. Well, thank you for tuning in to this broadcast. Uh, <laughs> our winner is Richard. You answered so fast, are, too. I know. There Rob. was zero is editing of that silence. He saw the, okay. Nothing I know of. Here's the second question, Jess. This one is for you. Okay. What month of the year has 28 days? All of them. All of them. Look at that. Yeah. Uh -huh. We're killing the easy okay. riddles. The easy riddles. You guys I got it down. I think okay. I may have gotten that wrong. <laughs> I, I've heard it before. Wow. The only reason I knew it. Otherwise, I would have got it wrong. <laughs> All right, Richard. What goes up but never comes down? What goes up and never comes down? Wow. I know, right? I can think of a lot of things, actually. Maybe. Yeah, I was thinking of multiple. I'm thinking of multiple things, like, you know, growing up in New York and you had a balloon in your hand. <laughs> it would go that comes down and, eventually. Uh, um, got me on, got me on that. All right, cool. Jess? Your age. It is your age. Oh, wow. Okay. She's just cheating, obviously. I just really love riddles. <laughs> okay, we're going to move on to something a little bit more. See, real. I'm thinking objects and all this, and it's simple. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's That's what I hate about riddles all the time is yeah. that, you know, like, oh, yeah, duh. These are simple okay. riddles. These are funny riddles. So <laughs> whose turn is it? Richard's. No, yes. Oh, I, mine. All right. Let's see. Here we go. Um... What has many needles, but doesn't sew? Man, I think you might have got me on that one. I've got two things. I don't know. That's for Jess. Go okay. ahead. Well, I'm thinking like a porcupine, and oh. I'm thinking like a pine cone. Well, you know, that's close, but no, it's a Christmas tree. You know, I think a, a porcupine... I think a porcupine could sew. You think we could like train a porcupine to sew? No, we, we will could... let lack that... of opposable thumbs. We'll let that be your project. Okay, I'm gonna go get us book of world records. First porcupine to sew. <laughs> Whose turn, Richard? It's Richard. Yes. Okay, so what is cut on a table but is never eaten? Wood? No. I, Although it could be, couldn't it? That yeah. is a satisfactory answer. Cut on a table, but never eaten. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's a deck of cards. Oh. Oh, wow. Okay, okay. Okay, another but one. But see, I'm an expert gambler. I never cut it on the table. It's always in the it's air. It's always in the air. That's, why <laughs> That's pretty expert. Yeah. 
Okay, Jess. Okay. Uh, what building has the most stories? The library. The li that's. Yay! I'm not keeping score, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> math riddles. Ready? Oh, wow. Oh, Come on, you're an IT guy, right? That, yeah. There's math involved in that, right? It's like, turn on and off the computer twice. Yes. Binary, zero, one. <laughs> zero, one. That's right. There's only two numbers involved. Okay, here we go. I am an odd number. Take away a letter and I become even. What number am I? One more time. I am an odd number. Take away one letter and I become even. What number am I? One? That is not correct. Jess, do you guys care to have a guess? It, yes, I do care to have a guess. And that guess would be an answer. Great Slow stalling tactic. <laughs> Slow talking is just great. Stall. <laughs> oh, I'm just going to guess number two. That is incorrect. Okay. So I am number seven. Take away the S and I'm even. Oh. I was trying to figure that out, but I never got there. I was trying to take away the middle letter. So I, was, I said seven C. <laughs> okay, so this one should be easy. Who's who's up? I don't know. Jess. Is it Jess? Okay, Jess is up. Which is heavier, a ton of bricks or a ton of feathers? They're both a ton. Ah, I knew easy. that. Everybody one. knew. Yeah. I think everybody's yeah. heard that one before. Yeah, okay, so I'm yeah. gonna give you another one because it was just too okay, easy. Okay, too okay. easy. All right. I'm ready. Two fathers and two sons are in a car, yet there are only three people in the car. How? One's a grandfather. So grandfather, father. I knew like that the grandfather's one. son is a father to the other son. Yeah. Okay. I don't know if I explained that correctly. It's correct. <laughs> okay. It's correct. <laughs> All right, here we go. Uh, let's just do a couple more here. You're up, Richard. You are up, Richard. Those are good riddles, though. Yeah. Ooh, here we go, already. A girl has as many brothers as sisters, but each brother has only half as many brothers as sisters. So how many brothers and sisters are there in the family? <laughs> My head hurts. <laughs> Read it one more three and read it again. <laughs> a girl has as many brothers as sisters, but each brother has only half as many brothers as sisters. How many brothers and sisters are in the family? This is yours, Richard. Oh you, my goodness. You got it. <laughs> I want to say it's a twin. It's on a map for sure. Um, I would be I would have already said no. I don't know. Three. Three what? <laughs> How many brothers and sisters are in the family? Well, I'm thinking there are two. How many brothers? How many sisters? Oh, oh I'm sorry. I was thinking something else. Um, two and two. Two and two. No, that's incorrect. <laughs> Did you give up already? One brother and two sisters. <laughs> okay, it's four sisters and three brothers. Okay, now that we know the answer, read it again. <laughs> A girl has as many brothers as sisters. So there's four sisters, right? Yes. So one of those sisters so has, has three, three sisters, three, three. three That's brothers. That's what I was trying to do. Okay. But each brother has only half as many brothers as sisters. 
So each brother. So the brother has two brothers. Each brother has sisters. only two brothers. Gotcha. So each brother has oh half of four. Half of four, which is two. Okay. And that one has one. I Man, can see that's, it. That okay. was hard. One wow. more just to recover from yeah, that. Just to and relax that's the easy brains. riddle? No, no, we switched oh. on. Those are math riddles. Okay, one more just to recover from that. This will be under the category called really hard riddles for adults. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> to recover is going to be even worse. So here we go. All right. What goes through cities and fields but never moves? Only thing I can think of is the lines. What do you call them? Power lines. No, the you paint. Oh, like the lines. Like on the, the lanes. Yeah, like a. The dashed lines in the middle of the roads. The you highway. Which side of the road Are you beyond? telling me? Is your answer a road? No, the the. Could be the road. <laughs> yeah, road. It's the road. <laughs> You're like, wait, but there's a thing on the road. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, well, he's circling you, around, you but kind of need the road plane. to have yeah. the line. Okay. So the road is a good one. All right, that's he's all. like, dude, let me help you land the plane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Are you, you sure? Are you, you sure your there, answer is? Man. I mean, I, you were there. You can't have those yellow lines on grass. So yeah, <laughs> there's obviously there's a road there. So yeah, you were there. Okay, Richard, we like to finish up with scripture. So Yay. share with us your favorite verse, passage, book, storyline, whatever God well, uses. Since, since we are talking about, if I can get my, my app to behave, we were talking about in worship earlier. So one of our verses that we use that in worship, we, we really, when we teach, we don't care where you come from, what background you come from. We recognize that we are all one. And so we love to encourage each other that there is one body, one spirit. This is Ephesians 4. Even as you are called into one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, the Father of us all, who is above all and through all and in you all. Mm. And that should unify us. In yeah. faith, yeah. We use that in um, in worship. I like That's it. Awesome, Richard Garcia. Thanks for coming on to the show with us. This was fun. It was. I'm a study next time. <laughs> <laughs> so then we're going to have to break it up into three sessions, right? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Leisha's going to be disappointed. I did not talk about her much. <laughs> <laughs> well, what do you want to shout out about your wife? And we'll go edit that in. Yeah. Well, you know, it's like um, when you go to Sunday school, they will tell you that Every answer is Jesus. Hmm. Yeah. And so a little boy goes into the room and the teacher says, hey, so what's brown and is small and runs around the grass looking for nuts? And the boy's like, well, I know that sounds like a squirrel, but this is Sunday school, so I'm going to say Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and so That's I just funny. say, you know what? Was that the right answer? I'll, yep. It doesn't matter what you ask me. The answer is going to be Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay. And if anybody wants to know more about Alicia, they can go. She was actually on our uh, show, episode 24. Okay. 
episode 24. Tell her, tell her to go check it out. I'm going to check it out. Might need to see if I have to correct her. <laughs> <laughs> Man, that was a long time ago. Yeah. She did that. I have to go back and edit Go back that. and edit and see what date. No, honey, it wasn't 96. It was 97. It was. <laughs> Alicia, I need you to come back and do a corrected version <laughs> of the episode, please. <laughs> All right, Rachel, thanks so much. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. So much fun. Blessings. Right. You too. Bye. If you want to know more about who Jesus is, you can go to shockwaveministries.com and click on the gospel message. There you will find scripture references about who Jesus is and the plan of salvation, as well as different resources and references provided by our guests to help you through your walk with Christ. You can also click on the Testament tab where you will find a link to all of our podcasts and see our most recent podcast episodes that have been launched. Also on the Testament tab, you can drop us a line. Let us know what you think, if you have any comments or ideas for us, or point us to someone you think would make a great guest on our show. Be sure to like and share our Facebook page at facebook.com slash the Testament podcast. We'll make sure you know when each of our episodes launch and even give you a heads up on what episode is coming up with our feature Friday posts. And if you see myself or Jess out and about, ask us for a business card. That's right. So we printed business cards with a QR code on them that leads your smartphone to our show. So thanks everyone for listening. Bye. Bye.